The Beyond the Ropes podcast is proud to support the Cayenne Prince Foundation. Go to www.thekpf.com to donate or support the foundation on their mission of bringing people together to end violence. Founder Dr. Mark Prince's best-selling book, The Prince of Peace, is available on Amazon and other major retailers. is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat your children. myself Michael Prime Sean Mansfield um it's uh there's a lot to talk about today so we'll have to try and cram it all in no David White today no Dwight Best not even reasons really just very quiet one was uh just AWOL and one was just sorry chaps there's just yeah. no there's no love here anymore man. at least he said sorry yeah it's what happens when you're not being paid to do stuff people lose interest Dave's a busy man. Where's <laughs> viewing houses at? He's an expe- he's, his time is <laughs> cost money. Like, he doesn't come around anymore without being paid. Um, so, we are usually a forward looking pod rather than reviewing shows and whatnot. But we spoke about it quite a lot last week. And Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz. Did it disappoint? Or did it go as you expected? Uh. I thought Wilder was just going to blast him out early. Um, I don't know whether Wilder's really good and really clever and really patient or he's really shit. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Like, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's, it doesn't. He's got 12 rounds just to find basically one, shot. one punch. Although, did he land that punch against Fury? He probably didn't land a clean punch on Fury. Like, they weren't clean, clean punches. Like, I Even don't the think. two that put him down, yeah. they were a bit... He was still rising a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> I don't yeah. know. Like, like, How good is Ortiz? I don't know. Like, no one will ever know because Ortiz never really fought anyone that great either. Yeah, I think Ortiz, we've spoken about him before, he was kind of touted as the boogeyman. As British fans, especially, we've never ever really been given a reason to buy into that, other than the fact that we've been told that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's like if 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 AJ against Wilder was coming up, which we we led to believe that Wilder Fury's coming up, that's a massive fight. That, that's yeah. the biggest fight. I'd say that's probably the biggest fight. Not maybe not financially, but I think from boxing fans' point of view, I'd rather watch that than. Then the Mayweather come back. The Mayweather come back. I think you're right. I think that's going to be when that does eventually happen. But but, but but would 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 if if it was Joshua against Wilder, would Joshua take on a fight like that? Or or like Fury's had two fights since they fought Wilder. Like Ortiz is probably shit. Why is Wilder fighting him? <laughs> I think it was a gimme. Yeah, that's just, what I mean. It's like like he must be rubbish. It's just an easy one where you can say right I'm fighting another top guy there was a bit of controversy last time which it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't because he knocked him out 
There really wasn't. Yeah. But it was. I suppose it was an easy sell. He's still a big name. But why? But again, this is what I mean. We don't know. Like us as British fans, we've spoken about it on at length many times. The whole matchroom propaganda machine goes into overdrive. Yeah. So when they did their deal with Ortiz, suddenly my Sky Sports app was filled yeah. with stories about Ortiz. I remember when they were talking up uh, Parker first. Yeah. And it was exactly the same. Suddenly there were all these stories about him. Suddenly they were showing all of his old fights. It was bizarre. When they, I remember when they signed Eubank Jr. Yeah. Suddenly he was a world star. And they were stories yeah. after stories on the websites. On the adverts, you see the faces, you see people popping up as pundits. You just get bombarded with how great these people are, even if that's not actually the case. So do you think it was... So, so, okay, so... It's, see, this is, this is, the problem is, is like, it's hard to say it wasn't a risk when Wilder was actually losing the fight. I think on that basis, every fight that Wilder ever has now is a risk. Just that he's this, not landing the punch. I just think if the, the only chance he loses for me now is if he can't land that punch. But he doesn't even look like he's trying to win rounds anymore. I don't think he cares. I think, he, what was it, the, the Spilska fight was probably where it twisted in his head and was like, right, I, do you know what, I don't even need to. Like When he boxed Stiverne the first time and he just kind of shut him out to show I can box, but Stiverne, let's be honest, not the greatest champion in recent memory. Spilska was schooling him. But all he had to do was just think, at some point in the next 36 minutes, I'm going to catch you with something that's going to put you out. Do you think, like, Wilder didn't really seem... There was probably once or twice he tried to land a big shot on Ortiz in the first six rounds. Do you think he's even conserving his energy to the point where he's not even trying to land the big shot in the first six rounds? Is he waiting for the opponent? Like, especially like an Ortiz who's... Who's going to tire. Yeah. Is, so, he, is, yeah. He, is he even waiting for that? It's like, if I land yeah. it in the first round, it might not have the same effect. Exactly. I think you're probably right. It's, it's going to be all calculated now. He's got obviously a good team around him. They work to his strengths. And they and he knew that Ortiz cannot take his power. Yeah, because it's he's and that's the yeah. thing. Once you've seen that already, yeah. that's kind of where the only anomaly, probably not the right choice of word, pops up with the Tyson Fury fight because he's going to go into that fight thinking, can he take my power? But then he didn't hit Fury like he hit Ortiz. And the reality is he can't take his power. Like he got knocked down twice. Yeah. That's the reality of it. But got up and then arguably won the rest of the round. This this is the unknown about that rematch is that uh, we all assume that Fury can take the power and we assume that he's going to get better to the point where he's not going to get hit at all. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, the reality is he did get hit. So, so if we're going to predict anything, he's going to get hit again. We said this, and I've said this on numerous occasions. Tyson Fury, he's like a... Uh, He's one of them guys, he gets better the less he fights. Yeah. When he's not fighting, when he was um, kind of semi-retired, suddenly he achieved like godlike status as yeah. a boxer. And then you watch his combat fights and you're like, oh yeah, I need to just kind of temper my thoughts on how good he is. Did you not see the Tom Schwartz performance? <sighs> I just put that down to it being <laughs> the US debut. Yeah, that was um, explosive. He was trying to give the Rocky performance. Yeah. So, but, so what do you think now? Wilder Fury, assuming that's happening in February where's your money now I will never back against Wilder yeah against anybody I just don't think there's any point now because like I said it's, I'm not banking on him winning rounds I'm banking on him hitting somebody once in over half an hour of combat yeah chances are I really think watching that I can imagine that's exactly how he beats Joshua 
I'm pretty much the T. Exactly I think it's exactly yeah. how he beats him. Like that stage of the fight, that punch. I can that stick Joshua's face on Ortiz. That's exactly how I could see it happening. Yeah. Who can? Who would you be confident that is going to beat Wilder? Now, genuinely, probably no one. I Just because arguably, of one punch. Arguably. Chris Eubank Jr. Oh, always. <laughs> He'd just be slipping in and out. <laughs> yeah. No. Outworking him, yeah. Yeah. Possibly Ruiz, but that would have to be a wow. boxing masterclass in not getting hit. And what is that based on, though? So When Joshua caught him. He did, but he also got up from that. And he was... Do you know what it is? It's a, it's a moment. So when I've watched that fight like I said, a few times. And you see he gets hit. He sits down. But even on even as he's sitting on the floor, he's composed as hell. He's sat there. He knows the time. He knows everything. He's ready. Gets up. He's not phased. Yeah. Just goes straight back to the plan. If you can weather that shot... Yeah. And I don't think... It, um, it's a strange one. I can't see Wilder catching someone like him as cleanly as Ortiz. Yeah. Like I said, that Ortiz shot was bizarre because it was, it was straight down the middle. And I, I think I was saying to you just before we started recording, it's like, depending on which camera angle you saw, so the first one I saw was from behind uh, Wilder and it just looked like a straight shot down the middle and I couldn't yeah. believe he'd gone down and stayed down so much. But then you saw the reverse angle and it was kind of just more to the side of them. And when he hit him with a shot and you saw the, the fluid come off of Ortiz's head and you just think, shit, like, that is one of the hardest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. It, it looked so... Like what, what, no, right, so watching no that shot, I think you're right. Like it was literally like a straight shot when there didn't really seem to be the opening there. So, and what was Wilder trying? Like, 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 and again, I think this is where it comes down to the fact he's not necessarily a very good boxer. I don't think he's a very good tactician. I think he probably just goes in the ring now with the game plan of at some point an opportunity is going to present itself for me just to go see the counter argument has he's a great tactician and that's his tactic yeah well if he's yeah alright so that's exactly what it is you can't knock him because he gets the results yeah you can't especially Whether when I like it especially when he out. before the fight he tells you he's going to knock the person out and then he knocks him out like it's hard to doubt the guy I mean I mean whether Ortiz is any good or not we'll never know now like yeah we'll never know but he does do to supposedly like high calibre opposition what he says he's going to do yeah and he's probably done it to higher calibre opposition than anybody else you would argue that yeah like he's fought like if you if you put your top five heavyweights in the world he's not fought AJ and Dylan White or Ruiz but he's knocked out Ortiz twice and he's knocked down Fury twice yeah there's no one else who's done that sort of thing yeah people again so this is another one so I was looking a lot of people have been talking about him you know as arguably one of the greatest heavyweights there has been yeah and at this stage I find it absolutely astounding that people are actually talking about it when you look at the CV they were using fights against people like Dominic Brazil mm. to justify it. and I'm like let's be honest like, I liked him as a fighter he seems like a really nice guy he's a decent level yeah. fighter wasn't he like an Olympian or whatnot? but is he is he better than a David Price so say say for example the Wilder Fury rematch doesn't happen and them two never fight each other say Joshua beats Ruiz and then Wilder knocks out Joshua mm-hmm. where does that put Wilder? But that puts Wilder at the number one I think but in terms of like the all time greats has he, is he still yet, <clears throat> would, 
Because I expect him to just do to Joshua what he did to Ortiz the other day. Yeah. But again, in terms of... This is where it gets really long and drawn out. In terms of the all-time greats, it's a very different world. So for me personally, I, I like Anthony Joshua now more than I have done for a long time. Do I think Anthony Joshua deserves to be anywhere near the all-time yeah. greats? But who no. does? Out of our generation, who does? Like, I can't see how Wilder ever will because all he's going to do is knock them out. That's it. And he then he's going to lose. He can only beat the people that are in... In his, but eventually yeah. he's just going to get he's going to lose on points <coughs> and then and then people will basically say oh he wasn't that good whereas like well, hold on you kind of went both ways like no one expected him to win on no one watches Wilder to see him win on points exactly. you just want to see him knock him out but eventually he'll come up against someone who will beat him on points and then he's going to look like a poor boxer yeah and I think this is what it is for me to get in the all time greats like you could I'm not saying easily but you could build a record of all knockouts yeah with good clever matchmaking we've seen it like his first 35 fights were just that so you can build that record and we don't know it's, it, it could still be ongoing like this is it, yeah it could be, be very was very Stiverne any good is Ortiz any good we don't really know for certain this is exactly my point so for me he can't be anywhere near the top 10 he can be a fantastic knockout artist if he beats Joshua by knockout does that make him any better though I don't think so. No, that's I don't either. Because that's not, that's not even get... You because wouldn't get massive credit for that, would you? And I don't think so, because it's already been done for a start. And we're already questioning how good is Anthony Joshua. And this is not me, like people like to accuse other people when they say this. I'm not being a hater at all. I was a massive Joshua fan. Mm. I've gone off him a bit over the years, because I don't think, you're, for me as a fan, he's taken the right fights that I wanted to see. Mm. And clearly that's backfired. But do I think he's anywhere near the greats of the sport? Not a chance. Do I think someone like Joshua Rowaldo is fit to lace Linus Lewis's boots? Nowhere near the ring. Don't, mm. don't even. And this is what, like Deontay Wilder this week saying that he's uh, better than a prime Mike Tyson. You're not. Yes, you can knock people out. You probably hit harder than Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was what? 5'10", 5'11"? You're not even comparable. And Tyson was in the generation of top, top quality elite. We've had this conversation before about Mike Tyson's record, haven't we? We have. And the latter half of it, <coughs> obviously, is uh, when the, the real challenges came in, but that's when the losses start to come in as well. But he will always be considered a Hall of Fame fighter because of what he's done. But for me, the, the fighters of now, nowhere near. Not at all. I think I, you can't really argue with that. Except I'm, I'm happy with what we've got now. I like the fighters that are there. I like watching Wilder. I like watching I mean, I mean, Joshua, Joshua and Fury, but they're not... Wilder's never going to... Wilder has to knock out if he can win his next five fights by knockout, he's got to be up there. Because by that time, he would have had to fight Fury. You would hope. Joshua or Ruiz. And probably one, maybe two more other big, well-known names. If he can knock all of those out, yeah, he can't really do any more. That's what I said. Like, for me, there's nothing more he can do than yeah. what he's doing because you can only beat the people that are in your generation. Yeah, <clears throat> there's no going back and fighting a prime Tyson or a prime Lewis. You have to just fight the people that are there. But there's no, I can't think of anybody who has. Imagine Wilder knocks out Fury, and then imagine he knocks out Joshua, and then he fights. Uh, I don't know, eventually like a Dubois or a Hergovic in say three years' time. Yeah, and knocks him out. Has there ever been anyone like that who knocks out everyone? No, not really. When, like I said, when Tyson stepped up to that elite level, 
That's when the knockouts, they were still happening, but they weren't as frequent. The devastation of them wasn't the same. Wilder, isn't it? It's just, if he knocks out Fury, that'll be very, very impressive. I can't really think of an example of someone else who's done that. Yeah. Got to the top, top level and just knocked out. Still beating all of their their rivals, yeah. I think his, his, for me, his problem is he's going to run out of opponents. Because Dubois and Hergovic are still quite a way off. He's, he's not, he's, and the problem is he's not he's not that AJ level in terms of commercial value he's not that's what I mean. he's like, so, so if you're going to end your unbeaten streak or if you're going to give up your heavyweight ambitions to get knocked out by Wilder you can't even really cash out your career because the money's just not quite there that's it obviously when we get more on to like the Ruiz Joshua stuff you know, I'll give my opinion on that in terms of like cashing out in a fight because when you see the figures for that that obviously can be done yeah but so why not? I, I can see him fighting Fury next, maybe having a, I don't know, not a walkover fight, but someone who's there or there mm. and then either Ruiz or Joshua for the undisputed. But now what's, the t- what's there for him to do after that? Is he going to hang you, around you for a few at, more years and wait for de- these guys? Yeah, you look at his defences though, like since he's won his world title, <coughs> fights he's had since there. You can't really question it, apart from Joshua. That's it. He's everyone's fighting, there. He's, he's fighting the people that are in the top ten. Yeah. But again, we've had this argument about how good are the fighters in the, the top ten in the world right now. Right. But look, he's defended his titles, or title, sorry, against Ortiz twice and Fury. Yeah. The other titles haven't been defended against anybody of that calibre. Not at all. Like, on paper, before the fights happened, you'd have had Ortiz against above Ruiz. Yeah, of course you would. So it's like... Out of everyone, Wilder's actually the one who's fighting the names. That's it. So it's hard to argue. Okay, you could chuck in a Molina, you could chuck in a Brazil, but Joshua fought Brazil. It's like the other titles have been defended against sort of similar calibre guys. Yeah. I don't know, I think my Wilder, it wouldn't surprise me if... I I don't think there's ever going to be a unification fight. I can't see how that's actually going to happen. And I think if you're Usyk, for example, he's like the unknown quantity. Yeah, he is, and he's going to be the spanner in the works <clears throat> because I think there's going to be a belt like hanging straight. And he, yeah, and he's going to pick it up. And Josh, Joshua might beat Ruiz. Wilder might beat Fury. Wilder fights Fury. Oh, sorry, Joshua. And there's there's still this extra belt. It's yeah. like, like if you're already Hearn, and it's like you're thinking from a business plan point of view, you, you do not want it all to be your whole money making scheme to be based on one fight right you want there to be another belt so there's a next fight after that so this is actually a good swing point here right so we'll move on to the Callum Smith and John Ryder fight in a second but on the back of what you've just said I feel like that's why we're seeing such bullshit in boxing now because especially in terms of matchroom we've said this for years everything is geared towards Anthony Joshua being the focal point of matchroom Mm -hmm. and when he lost I know David Hay said it years ago that he wanted to bring down Matchroom. It's basically happening right now. If Joshua loses to Ruiz in two weeks' time or a week's time, whatever it is, they are done. He's not going to come back. And even if he does come back and has one more fight, it'll be a homecoming, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It, it, but for me personally, he doesn't beat Ruiz now. Yeah. Slim down or not, I can't see him changing the fundamentals of him yeah. as a boxer. What does he do at that point? Because I feel all the commercial aspects of it is dead. The, uh, the road to Undisputed is dead. I just don't see where it goes. And then 
Without Anthony Joshua, what is matching? Who's the next standout star? You would argue Callum Smith, correct? Or yeah, yeah, but I, I, I must admit, I'm kind of the opposite view in a way. Like I was watching the fight the other night and thinking, for the first time in a long time, I've forgotten about AJ. It's like this is what boxing used to be like. It was just a good yeah. fight. Like it was a good free Saturday night fight night. But that's exactly my point there, right? So it was a good free night, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but does that generate the money? No, that, no, it doesn't. That the industry has become used to in the last four or five years. No, and and, and I think we'll probably come on to it, but I just think the way the result was and the way the whole event was handled, we, we said in our WhatsApp group, it's kind of like, it's not good for British boxing because... Nobody will want to fight here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if AJ loses, that is pretty much the end of it in terms of like big, big fights over here because... You won't even be able to attract foreign fighters with big money because one, we haven't got the champions, so why would they come here? And two, yeah. even if they do, they've got the belt. So why are they going to come over here and get yeah. screwed over on the scorecards? And are you going to be able to generate the money that? Well, I can't think of any big names. Like, like we've gone through like a golden era. Like, if it wasn't for AJ, okay, so we had Frotch and Groves. We've had this like, like, like the carrot of Brook and Khan. We had Golovkin come over. To a lesser extent, we had Lomachenko come over. But who else is there? Like, we'll see, like, who's going to come over here and make a massive night of boxing? And this is exactly my point. When you take away that top tier of AJ, who would they be able to bring over that would generate the pay-per-view buys to justify someone having to come here rather than going to fight either in their home country or Vegas or New York? Even if you could identify a person, it's <coughs> like after last weekend... And after like cards over the last 12 to 18 months, if you're a champion, why are you going to come and defend your title against a British fighter over here when that can happen? Yeah. So I, I think, I think in reality, like, no, no, this is, I think Fury's kind of inadvertently tapped into the whole thing about it's not really where it needs to, like Britain is not where it's happening at the minute. Like we've probably had our day, probably 2000. And, that's it. 12, 2013, 2013 yeah. 2000, up to about 2016, 17, it's kind of done. The Wembley was like a peak, wasn't it? And I think at that point, we came, as fans, we became used to that's the case, right? They fight yeah. at Wembley with massive shows. And in hindsight, like, I thought we were, I thought uh, Matchroom were overdoing it, but in hindsight, they probably weren't. They were probably like cashing Straight, out while yeah. they could. It's like, this is, this is like, apologize. yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, Andy Joshua, I, I genuinely believe, unless it's wilder, and if it is wilder, it's probably going to be. In fact, if it's Wilder next year, if, if Wilder beats Fury and if Joshua can beat Ruiz, it probably will be summer next year and it probably will be at Wembley. But beyond that, I really think that's it. Tell me this as well. If, it, if they were to fight in, in England, Deontay Wilder comes across as a big fan favourite here now as well. Yeah. I don't think there'll be many boxing fans. I don't know. Like You get caught up in it. I, 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 I was going to say you can't imagine many boxing fans wanting uh, Joshua to win, but... When it comes down to it, I think yeah, it would be. people get very patriotic and yeah. See, they've been with, uh, you, you affiliate it yourself. It doesn't with really state. matter though, does it? Because that's the good thing about Wilder. It doesn't really matter. It's just he's either going to knock you out or he's not going to knock you out. That's basically yeah. what the fight comes down to. That that's basically it. it doesn't matter what you do. You, he's either going to knock you out. Or the not. fight is basically can yeah. you not get knocked out? Yeah, and that's what we said this before the first Fury Wilder fight. It's kind of if they'll, they'll fight. It, he'll win. They can fight a hundred times, and it goes Fury can win ninety nine times. But in the hundredth fight, 
the story is still the same. It's like, is he going to get knocked out or not? And it's going to be the same with Joshua. I don't personally think that fight will ever happen with any real meaning attached to it. It probably it could happen. Uh, I can imagine it happening in sort of like a Roy Jones Jr. Kawasaki sort of way. I can imagine okay. it happening in Vegas. They both Two sort belts. of like no, no belts. Yeah. Just let's really cash out this time. Um, but I, 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 I don't really think... Uh, it doesn't matter who Wilder's fighting. It's not really about who Wilder's fighting. I, I really... I think probably six, nine months ago, we probably shifted our attention in terms of like heavyweight boxing. We thought Wilder was maybe like the number two, number three. Yeah. And now whatever fight he's in, it's, it's all about him. Let's be honest. It's, like, yeah. it's just about him. That's it. Can he's the protagonist. It's yeah. like, it's, if, if he can do what he needs to do, he'll win. And basically, you can't really say that about any many boxer in the world. Never mind like heavyweight. It's just any boxer. It's like, there's not many people... I can't really think of another boxer like it's more than like Golovkin power. It's like it's not. Yeah. It's not like that. <clears throat> it's like something else. And it's a power that say AJ, AJ stringent Ava AJ fans would say, oh yeah, he's got massive power. It's like he hasn't. It's like it's not like that. Like AJ might stop you with like seven or eight punches against and the ropes, and the ref will jump in. Yeah, or you don't even have to. You don't even have to throw a punch. You just jump in and yeah, to take the other guy out. But what Wilder's got is. And it's, it's going in his, his favour now. And this is what I'm worried. There's a massive Fury fan. Like, you saw it the other day. I thought the count was very quick against Ortiz, especially at the end of the round. All Ortiz really needed to do was stand up. Yeah, and get to his corner. And it seemed like he was trying to take his gum shiver. I don't know if his gum shiver was knocked into his mouth or what, <coughs> but um, all he needs to do is stand up. Yeah. And it just felt very, very quick, bearing in mind that the knockdown came at about, I don't know, like probably 12 or 13 seconds left of the round. It's like, I suspect, I suspect based on there's a bit of controversy from the American side that Fury was given an extended count, which I don't think he was. No, because again, it's one of those ones, when you look at the actual rules and lots of people were quick to jump on this, it's not a 10 second count, it's just a 10 count by Ooh. the ref. And it's the 10 count starts from when you're in your neutral corner. There's so many stipulations. Yeah. It's not the second you hit the floor, a 10 second count but starts. Then it's, sometimes it is. It's like, as soon as you hit the floor, it's one. It's like, hold on, we yeah, missed a whole second. But that's it. And I think, again, you get very different rules with different governing bodies yeah. as well. So like some people will say instantly, right, the count starts the minute you're on the floor. I genuinely think that if Fury gets knocked down in the next fight, he loses. Yeah. I don't think he can afford an even knockdown. I don't no. think they'll give him the luxury of an eight count. I think it'll be like a... It'll be a quick, yeah. quick count, won't it? Yeah. Right, so moving on. Uh, Callum Smith... He's now 27-0, and 0, holds the WBA Super, or World Super middle title. He's a beast, isn't he? He's a beast, but is he? No. Right, <laughs> so just throw it out there straight away. Did he win this fight for you? No. See, I had uh, a rider by, at the, and I was trying to be, when I watched it again, um, trying to air more on the side of Smith, and I still had it two up for Ryder. I, I, I've this whole event has actually made me like Paul Smith a bit more because he's either got I think he's got amazing banter now mm-hmm. because he's like he's gone on TV while the fights have been saying yeah I've got him 5-1 up and then today or yesterday he said oh everyone ridiculing me for saying he had him 5-1 up and he had all the judges he's like that's not just because they're bent as well yeah. <laughs> he's just being paid by yeah. the same person he's like, and yeah. the only difference that is proves he, my point yeah. <laughs> he's your brother <laughs> I expect you to say this shit. Let's be honest. Like I've never seen Paul Smith or Liam Smith come out and defend Callum Smith. 
when he's had a bad performance no. or like when it's like a close decision he's like they're coming out and defending him when he's won yeah he's like they know what's happened um, so I, I mean I was well well wrong last week I said that I thought Ryder was being brought in to be blasted out because he's a well known name he'll put up a decent enough scrap but he was excellent that, like he, that is he, a classic example of someone boxed out of his skin using someone's reach against them like just getting too close to them where they can't actually use their reach yeah I felt the referee was excellent yep. the weekend as well because yep. he wasn't in there like um, he didn't read the script did he they obviously nah, didn't get to him no that's the one no I can't be bought yeah he's not having that kind of Mayweather Hatton yeah. sort of thing he just like if you want to have your head on his chest go nuts mate do still just don't headbutt him you'll be alright it is amazing like I've not watched it back but watching it it was almost like I don't think Ryder was... He got caught with a couple of like flush shots, but I don't really th- recall any time in the fight where he was in real trouble. Yeah. Or where I thought he was like on the verge of getting in trouble, where I do think that was Smith. So uh, just looking at it, like who was in more danger throughout the fight, I thought Smith was always in more danger of like gassing out or getting caught. Yeah. And it was like, there was no real clean punches, but the ones that did land were like body shots on the ropes, and they were from Ryder. Like, I thought he was clearly, for me... The more aggressive fire he did, the better work. He was busier. But like, he, he will get the he will get the the secondary match from payday now, which is like yeah. Joe Parker payday. <clears throat> he'll get a fight against someone else of equal sort of standard. Yeah, he'll get he will get like a fight probably in like Islington Leisure Centre against someone no one's ever heard of. Nah, it'll be in Monaco, man. Yeah, it could be. They've got one. Like, they've got a stick him in Dubai and make a tax free. Why not? It's like he, he he's gonna get a big payday next. But Callum Smith. So we go full circle on this guy or, or do 180s, however you want to look at it, regularly. Because before the George Gross fight, when he was getting tagged by, was it hot skin, the kickboxer yeah. guy and whatnot, and we were like, he's he's been built up so much and he's not actually as good as we all thought. I don't think, I don't really think, I personally have never really rated him that highly, but he did win the World Boxing Super Series. That's it, and, and he was better than George Groves in that tournament, and he he battered him that night. Yeah, whether or not it's the best George Groves, irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Because he can only beat the man that's in the ring with you. But to watch him now, before this, it wouldn't have even been a question when people said who's the number one man at super mid. I feel like everybody would have gone Callum Smith. If you've got someone against Callum Smith, like like a George Groves who wants to box at distance and try and outbox, like he's just. He's got long reach. He's probably got more power. Like, like I think we've seen. Like, I, I would love now Callum Smith to go to Vegas and fight Canelo and get and win the fight and get done over on the scorecards because yeah. I, I would love that. There's no way he can beat Canelo. There's no, there's no way because Canelo is not going to come over to Anfield. He's not going to come over to England. He's not going to fight about his comforts, is he? He will fight him in Vegas. He might lose the fight and he'll win the fight. And I'd love I'm that glad happen. that we acknowledge that as well now. Yeah. And it's like I said, this is the way boxing is. It's the way it's always, always yeah. been. Whether it's right or wrong, whether I like it or not. Well, no, it's not happened it's to Canelo yet. Like, all the fights he's won oh, as well. <laughs> We're just assuming. <laughs> but I'd like it to happen to, to Callum Smith. But, um, <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I, I just think Callum Smith, it was a close fight the other day. I've not watched it back. It's like, like there's an element of truth in what all the Smith camp are saying. John Ryder did better than expected. And that's what we're giving him benefit of the doubt. Possibly. Points I've for. not watched it back, but at the time it felt like John Ryder <laughs> fought his fight and Callum Smith fought John Ryder's fight. That's how it yeah. felt. See, I've, I have watched it back and, again, 
said I was trying to be more generous to Smith and I still came out of Ryder 2 up. And again, I hate when people reference punch stats, but they weren't even close. Ryder outworked well, this is, uh, every who, who was it? Was it um, Natasha Jonas? Jonas, wasn't it? Was she trying to do it to reference how... Yeah, she sent the punch stats through to prove Callum Smith won, but he lost. It's like, no, he <laughs> he lost on punch stats as well. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it was really strange. I didn't understand that. You know when you think you've mis- you misinterpreted the tweets? I thought, I better make yeah. an answer that because I yeah. don't. I'm probably too late in the chain to understand this stupidity here. Yeah. But it was a weird one, but... I don't really want to see... I don't really want to see Billy Joe Saunders against Callum Smith because I think <coughs> Callum Smith beats Billy Joe Saunders. I want to see Billy Joe Saunders go back to middleweight. I, I don't really think anybody who tries to box Callum Smith is going to... Because I think he's like a big, ver- big, better version of Crawler. He's just, he's just solid. He's just rugged, isn't he? He's just big, stand-up. If you throw a shot at him, he's going to put his guard up and then he's just going to unleash on you when he gets a chance if you're at distance. Mm. If you're, and Billy Joe Saunders is not the sort of guy who's going to stand right in front of him and throw loads of punches and rough him up. Yeah. I just, Billy Joe Saunders I think needs to go to middleweight um, don't really think there's many people that super middleweight who beats Cam Smith sadly maybe there's a man at middleweight I think that ends really badly for him there's no off button man. yeah no that's, button. That's, that's what I mean it could end really badly yeah, for him I, <coughs> I think he could get beaten up pretty bad I'm actually inclined to agree with you there I am um, obviously I'd like to see, do, I'd just want to see Billy Joe against you back again that's just <coughs> But I just think that's a terrible fight. Yeah. I just think it's one of those ones. It was great at the time because we it was one of those ones which style will win. We know which style's gonna win. Billy Joe Saunders will bore the pants up of anybody yeah. and just out I hate the term, outskill everybody now, I feel. I, I I think I don't think he could beat Keller Smith, I really don't. Because I think he'd get caught with too much. But I do think Callum Smith, the, the way of beating Callum Smith has been shown now. Like, yeah, I don't think I think that was John Ryder's night, and it just didn't go his way. I don't think I don't think this is a rematch. I think he'd probably get blasted out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's never going to be a rematch. They were yeah. saying that Eddie Hearn would have to lobby the the board to make that happen, and he's never going to. I personally don't want to see the rematch. I thought John Ryder won, but you're okay with the fact. I'm okay with like, it. was a close fight, and it's like I'm okay with the fact he didn't win. Like you can't have a rematch every time it's a close fight. They're both good guys. It's like if you had a rematch every time it's close, you'd you'd never have like be rematching everyone would be rematching. Yeah. Have you seen how pissed off Joe Gallagher was when Andy Pearl from Boxing Social yeah. had the the audacity to ask him if they were gonna have a rematch? But I kinda get it. I kinda get it. I I, I don't understand why he's so pissed off, but I don't understand why if it was the other way around and there was no rematch clause no one would be saying to John Ryder that night or John Ryder or, uh, Sims that night yeah do you think he deserves a rematch like no one would be saying that it's like he doesn't deserve a rematch he, he lost yeah just we were sure he was a mandatory challenger he wasn't the champion there's no rematch clause it's like we've got it out of the, like, I hate Joe Gallagher I really hate him but he's, <laughs> he's right he's like I've got it out of the I way I really hate him but yes yeah, he's got it out of the way and even more so it was a close fight, so we're definitely not giving him a rematch. It's like, let's move on. Like, we've dodged a bullet there. Let's move on. We're definitely not having a rematch. That style's not good for us. Yeah. Um, so, okay then. Who is... You may have already said this. I probably was just looking at thinking about something else. Who is the number one man at Super Middle now? Uh, it's 
Alan Smith. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, Probably. Yeah, you can argue. Probably. According to a box rec, might I add, and obviously we know how their ranking system works. It's not. It's not great. Sure I really don't think like Benavides people say about Benavides I really don't think people outbox Callum Smith I think that's how you lose against Callum Smith right because, so it, because he's like he's boring he's like a he's like a crawler he's like yeah hands up jab jab and he's big yeah he's like that, who's going to get he's going to rough him up there's no one in that division I don't think that's going to really rough him up and I think that's the only way you beat him right so if I was to tell you obviously box rec works out there rankings based on an algorithm that takes into account who you fought yeah. the ranking points of everyone else around you so it's a bit of its own bizarre system that we saw Jeff Horn sitting almost proudly on the top five. he was in the top five pound for pounds a short while ago but according to Boxer the top five super middles in the world are all from Britain <laughs> number one Smith number two Chris Eubank Jr. I knew you you were keen to bring in this status, so I knew he was in there. So I've only just I promise you I didn't for a minute expect to see him second. Yeah, then Billy Joe Saunders, number four, Rocky Fielding. And then Are you sure this isn't the top five British fighters? I see that's what I was just I was just saying. And then five, John Ryder. And then six, uh, Fedor Chudinov. And then David Benavidez, William Monroe, Kelly Plant, etc. etc. And so on and see, so forth. Plant, I don't think Plant... I know people like Plant, but I just think Callum Smith deals with people like him. He, and they're the ones he gets his knockouts on. Yeah. But obviously, I think this this ranking system fucked up anyway. Pardon my language there. Because Canelo is obviously one of the highest ranked people in their rankings, and he's jumped in and out of this division. Yeah. So obviously, that has boosted up Rocky Fielding's scoring, yeah. which, obviously, people like John Ryder and whatnot, if they're all fighting each other, these guys, they're all benefiting from him being in that algorithm. Yeah, so I'd imagine John Ryder against Rocky Fielding is an obvious fight. Yeah. Um, and John Ryder probably beats him. Yeah. And it's like, but, but where else can you go? Like, what can you do? Like, what, what can you do? There's no, no one wants to see Billy Joe Saunders against John Ryder because that was like, we've already had that. Yeah. No one probably wants, I don't want to see Callum Smith against John Ryder again. I don't really see why we need to. If, if, if Callum Smith beats John Ryder in the rematch it's like that was a waste of time yeah like, what have we done um, and, and truth be told like, no one thought John Ryder deserved to have a world title shot let's be honest like, he's not he's not he's not one of the top super middleweights in the world he's not he's not so it's a strange one like I said the super middles now for me is, is very wide open I think there's a lot of people that can come in Carl Roach He's had his nose done, he's not, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Golovkin? See, even at his age now, he's obviously deteriorating more and more. How can you see him year. against Callum Smith going? I think Callum Smith probably wins on points. Yeah. Probably. Because again, Golovkin's not, um, he's not the animal that he was two, three years ago. Like cutting down a ring, just absolutely pummeling you into submission or knockout. And this whole thing about like Canelo against Callum Smith, I don't really understand where the legs in this come from. Like Canelo just blasts him out for me. Like, it's no I, different I, to the. Um, I don't know about that. I just don't think Callum, anyone cares about Callum Smith. Like boxing fans, I don't really think care about Callum Smith. So again, this is what I was saying before. The whole matching thing now is fucked. Yeah. There's nothing but the whole. Everything's still built on this Joshua thing, which for me, when you look at how much money Anthony Joshua is getting for this fight, this is the cash out. Yeah. I mean, I look at, say, you have Luke Campbell fighting in Hull. 
reason the reason this is in Hull is because there's not enough interest in London. Like I know yeah. it sounds ignorant, right? No, wait, but it is. It's like the reason if you could sell out. Yeah. The, the reason the reason the Kelbrook okay, against Errol Spence, that probably was a genuine Sheffield United thing. But honestly, if 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 Canelo against Callum Smith is in Liverpool, that is a travesty. Like if Canelo's gonna come over here, it should not be in Liverpool. The only way that, that can happen is obviously Anfield being granted the license to sh- to have those sort of events. Now. Yeah, but why is if if the only reason it would, be a, one, is it would that, be a one-off thing? But that's that's the only place in the country where enough people care about. Callum yeah, Smith. I agree. That's why they used to have all four brothers yeah. fighting on the same card, yeah. and even then, it was only in the like. Uh, the truth be told, the Echo if, Arena. if that was in London, if Canelo came and fought, I don't know, Matthew Hatton again in London, it would sell out in the O2 easily. Yeah. It's, it's like, like we said before, it's like when Golovkin came yeah. and Lomachenko came, it didn't really matter who they were fighting, yeah. we would have gone to have seen them. It's like, one of your this whole Anfield thing is like red herring, it's like, come to London, make the cheapest tickets 100 quid, sell out, make the same amount of money. It's like, Canelo's not going to come and fight in Anfield. No. Why the hell would he come to Anfield? And I'm already of the opinion with Canelo, and I, I'm, a, I'm not a massive fan, but I, I've got a lot of respect for what he does. I genuinely feel like he's already on his kind of yeah, he's well yeah. tall. Yeah, I'm just gonna go around. I'm just gonna beat up champions in every country. Yeah, in every division. It's like just pick the weakest one. That's it. It's the like, zone money's there and sorted. I'm yeah. just gonna see if I can just build up. Like when did, how many fights has he had in the zone? He's had three or four already, hasn't he? And he's yeah. like, he's not really had like a massively competitive fight with Jacobs, Fielding, and Kovalev, and no one yeah. really expected him to lose any of them. And they were really banking everything, I think, on the whole Triple G thing just playing out again yeah. to really it's make the not money back. Really aged well, has it? No. No, and again, I think this is the the result of having, not necessarily him, but having waited so long for yeah. that saga to get started. But swings and roundabouts, obviously, he benefited from that, as any fighter would. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of minutes, and then we need to flip over onto the other side. So, okay. what are we going to talk about on the other side? Frampton, he's fighting this weekend. No. <laughs> no, but do you know what? We, when we were talking about the agenda, Frampton's we were finished, looking at it. I don't care. No, Frampton's I don't care. I, I, I honestly think. Uh, do you want to talk about the other, the other one or this one? Do you want, I, I reckon Frampton's will lose. I think Frampton's finished. Yeah, I agree. He's a funny guy, but uh, so is Paddy Barnes. And it's like so, he's just a better version of Paddy Barnes, like a much much better version. But I think his time has come, and I think I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't, I don't really care. That's genuinely don't care. Yeah, I think the Frampton Santa Cruz thing was like his his career high, and obviously the uh, Scott Quigg thing was built so well. But again, yeah. that was the whole match room. Because like what he's gone up in another weight division, so is it is it one thirty now? Yeah, I just think he just can't be asked to make weight anymore. Um. Yeah, let's go with that. He can't be asked to make weight. Anymore. I just think you, you know you get to an age, it's very difficult to I'm keep not... boiling to where you were before. That's the exactly how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> we're all like that now. <laughs> Sitting there, I used to be able to make middle weight. Yeah, uh, long gone are the days where I can make 130 pounds. I'm a cruiser right now. <laughs> Good for you. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, agreement with Frampton. Don't care. Quig is he still boxing? Like, so he's a stranger. What the hell is he doing? Often, I see him pop up on Twitter, and sometimes you'll just see him on a card. Yeah, green person now, or what is he doing? He's a crayon seller. Working in the early learning center, <sighs> selling Crayola. I wouldn't put him in there to sell stuff. Oh my god, what is he up to? What like that? Is he still in America or is he over I think so. So like I said, every so often it's you'll see a training video of him and he just looks like one of them mad guys in the gym. He'll have like his oxygen mask on, he's just running up a vertical. But he was hill. like a genuinely like high profile person over here, like in the boxing world. 
again. So this is at a point when Matchroom was taking off. I mean, Matchroom's always been big, but you know, the Joshua rise was astronomical. Yeah. And there were certain fighters that were caught up in it. Like, if we went back 10 years, would the McDonald brothers have been boxing stars that they have become in this country? No. The answer's no. Because they wouldn't have been on the undercards that they were. Um, right, what we'll do, we'll wrap there and we'll flip this onto the other side and we'll come back and talk about how we don't care about Frampton even more. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay, catch you on the other side. Peace. <laughs>